from LPM. Louisville Public Media. Support for LPM Podcasts comes from the Eye Care Institute and Butchertown Clinical Trials, where they strive for diversity, equity, and inclusion within their staff, patients, and clinical trial participants. To learn more, visit butchertown.clinic. Welcome to Kentucky Politics Distilled. I am Kentucky Public Radio's Ryland Barton with Capitol reporter Divya Karthikeyan. Hey, Divya. Hi, Ryland. So this week, the state Democratic Party appealed a court ruling that upheld Republican-drawn political maps for the state House of Representatives and Congress. Democrats are arguing that the maps unfairly benefit Republican candidates, and they've asked for the state Supreme Court to weigh in. Tell us more about the case. So Democrats first brought the lawsuit after Republican lawmakers overrode Governor Bashir's vetoes of redistricting maps earlier this year. They're arguing that it's illegal for Republicans to draw the maps in a way that overwhelmingly benefits them. Plus, all of the map drawing took place behind closed doors. Last month, Franklin Circuit Court Judge Thomas Wingate acknowledged that these maps were, in fact, quote, partisan gerrymanders, but also said nothing in the state constitution bans lawmakers from taking politics into account when drawing political districts. We saw last month that Republicans did really well at the ballot box in Kentucky, especially in legislative elections. Can we say definitively that's because of these maps? Yeah, well, we can't say definitively that's what happened, but GOP candidates certainly did well. They boosted their majorities in both chambers of the legislature. They now have 80 of the 100 seats in the House and 31 of the 38 seats in the Senate. Democrats have been arguing these maps violate part of the state constitution that says people have the right to free and equal elections. The lower court didn't really weigh in on that, leaving it up to the Supreme Court to decide. I spoke to Northern Kentucky University law professor Kenneth Katkin. He said the circuit court ruling essentially paved the way for the state Supreme Court to interpret the rule. The Kentucky Supreme Court has never said that there's a right against uh, uh, partisan gerrymandering in, in Kentucky. I think he wrote the opinion in a way that maximizes the chance that it could be overturned by the Supreme Court. All right, let's move on to the bevy of candidates we've seen in the past week throwing their hats into the ring for various races in 2023, uh, starting off with the attorney general's race. Yes, so we have some big names. Democratic Representative Pamela Stevenson filed to run for AG. She's the first black woman to run for the office in state history. She's been a vocal member of the state house, even though her party is in the minority. She's spoken out against police violence, abortion bans and COVID denialism. Stevenson will be facing former U.S. Attorney Russell Coleman, a Republican who used to work as an FBI special agent and advisor to Senator Mitch McConnell. And in the open race for Agriculture Commissioner, we've got a candidate who formally filed this week. Yeah, current Commissioner Ryan Qualls will be vacating this post at the end of next year. He's term limited and also running for governor. Former House Republican leader Jonathan Schell announced he'd run last year, but made good on his promise, filing paperwork this week. He was a rising star in the party before losing a primary election a couple of years ago. He was in the House for six years and helped recruit candidates in 2016, the year Republicans won control of the House for the first time in nearly a century. Republican Representative Richard Heath is also running for Agriculture Commissioner. He did that in 2015 as well, but lost to Qualls. And in the open race for state treasurer, we've got a couple of names. O.J. Oleka, he's a former deputy treasurer under Allison Ball, and then Andrew Cooperrider. He tried to ride the Liberty Republican wave in a very expensive Senate primary and lost. He also organized anti-Bashir rallies during the pandemic. 
And finally, we've got another candidate for governor straight from Kentucky's past, Pepe Martin. She's a former Republican nominee who lost to incumbent Governor Paul Patton in 1999. She drew some controversy back then, uh, made a racist statement about Mitch McConnell's wife, Elaine Chao, and claimed that 80 percent of sheriffs and state troopers are smuggling drugs. Now she's running as a Democrat against Governor Andy Beshear in next year's Democratic primary. Moving on, we're exactly a month away from the first day of the 2023 legislative session. What have we heard so far on what is likely to be considered by the legislature? Well, what we know so far is from GOP leaders who met at a Kentucky Chamber of Commerce forum in Covington. House Majority Leader Stephen Drudy said there will be a measure to cut the Kentucky income tax rate even further, from 4.5% to 4%. And that's going to be the first bill the House will consider. On the subject of abortion, well... No clarity yet on whether lawmakers will consider a measure to include exceptions for rape and incest. When Senate President Robert Stivers was asked about it at the forum, he said conversations haven't been had yet in the caucus and that it was still premature to ask about it. A lot of this will depend on how the state Supreme Court rules in the lawsuit over Kentucky's abortion bills. There are already a few pre-filed bills, one on medical marijuana legalization, two anti-trans bills and a few on sales taxes on essential items. But there is no doubt more will come. All right. Thanks, Divya. That's all the time we have for this week's edition of Kentucky Politics Distilled. Kentucky Politics Distilled is produced by Louisville Public Media. To support this work, visit WFPL.org slash support KPD. That's WFPL.org slash support KPD. Follow us on your podcast app to stay on top of the latest news from Frankfurt. You can read more of our statewide coverage at WFPL.org. Support for the Louisville Public Media Podcast Incubator comes from the Community Foundation of Louisville, helping donors in our community establish charitable funds to meet philanthropic goals, creating opportunities to give more through scholarship, charitable checking, and donor-advised funds and helping donors create a charitable legacy through their estate plan. More at cflouisville.org. Are you planning on getting a new car soon? A new car! Avoid a disappointing trade-in and donate your old car to us. We'll pick it up at no cost to you and use the proceeds to fund this podcast. Learn more at louisvillepublicmedia.org slash cars. Support comes from Vision Zero. On foot or behind the wheel, safety is a shared responsibility. And Vision Zero Louisville believes zero roadway fatalities is the only acceptable amount. Their mission is to create safe roads by design, engineering solutions, and education. More information at visionzerolouisville.org.